0: Got a lot of things going on around Pittsburgh and around the state of Pennsylvania, so let's get right to it. It's your Wednesday edition of The Drive at Five. A judge ruled this week the legislation raising the minimum wage for Allegheny County employees is legally invalid. A victory for outgoing executive Rich Fitzgerald in his fight with lawmakers over the bill. County Council passed the legislation in June that set the minimum wage for county government workers at $18 an hour in 2024. $19 an hour by 25 $20 an hour in 26 In challenging the measure that same month Fitzgerald argued it violated the county charter as well as the separation of powers between the executive and legislative branches his administration also said it violated collective bargaining agreements with unionized county employees. Now, the Common Pleas County judge, or court judge, excuse me, who heard it, sided with Fitzgerald in his ruling, which came down yesterday. The judge said counsel acted outside its purview under both the county charter and Pennsylvania labor law when it passed the bill. Budgetary authority, writes the judge, does not encompass wage setting authority, which rests with the executive branch. Furthermore, passing the wage ordinance, was not county council exercising its budgetary authority, end quote. A leaky roof at the Pennsylvania Capitol building means House lawmakers will not cast their votes, their first votes of 2024 until March 18th, according to an internal memo circulated to legislators and shared with the Center Square The severe water leak on the top floor of the building. Damaged areas just above the House chamber. Workers need to erect scaffolding to assess the damage and make any necessary repairs. It also means that the House will convene a session for the governor's budget address February 6th in the main Capitol Rotunda rather than the chamber as is customary. The House will not be back in the chamber for another six weeks during which... It will hold hearings to discuss administration spending proposals. The Senate has scheduled sessions days in January and February, though nothing can make it to the governor's desk without the House. Here's the latest on the shootings at UNLV. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department responding this afternoon to reports of an active shooter on the campus at UNLV. Multiple victims at this point, according to two senior law enforcement officials. The shooting occurred near Beam Hall. Police say the suspect has not only been located, but is dead. Students in a building on the campus, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, described getting down and trying to reach loved ones as there was an active shooter incident with victims on campus today. They were in a large class doing presentations when the shooting and warnings to shelter-in-place occurred. It was kind of overwhelming thinking if they got in, said one student. Police did set up a hotline as the um, people affected by the shooting in the UNLV campus will have access to that for not only reunification, but also for victim services, they say. That news comes less than 24 hours after Texas. Had two different significant incidents, six people dead, three people injured in a string of homicides and shootings across two Texas communities on Tuesday. Suspect taken into custody and charged with capital murder. Four people killed, two police officers shot in Austin, Texas on Tuesday. The suspect, who was identified by police as Shane James was also linked to the deaths of two people near San Antonio. The interim Austin Police Chief Robin Henderson told uh, told reporters that the man was arrested after he crashed his vehicle while speeding away from a shootout with a police officer that left them with multiple gunshot wounds. The interim chief said a series of violent incidents began in the morning and extended into the evening. About 80 miles away, they said they also found the bodies of two people in San Antonio. They believe that those people had been moved to that facility, but have reason to believe that happened earlier in the day before the Austin, Texas shootings happened. In politics, Representative Kevin McCarthy, who this fall became the first speaker to be ousted from power in the middle of a congressional term, said that he will resign from office at the end of the month. This exit is a blow for House Speaker Mike Johnson and other House Republicans further cutting into an already narrow GOP majority and making passing legislation in 24 more challenging because already you got to remember you had one member of the GOP House caucus bounced out when Santos was basically kicked out. So that means now that with the departure of McCarthy at the end of the year and with Santos being gone, it means the total for Republicans is 220, Democrats, 213. There will be a special election February 13th to replace George Santos, but no word just yet as to when there would be one for Kevin McCarthy. Republican debate comes up tonight, four people on the stage, DeSantis, Haley, Christie, Ramaswamy facing off this evening. This is the fourth of those uh, debates in the cycle so far and also the smallest in terms of the field as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy and also former New York, I'm sorry, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, all qualifying for the debate in Alabama. Doug Burgum abandoned his presidential bid this week after he failed to qualify for tonight's debate. He is the latest candidate to drop out of the Republican Party uh, primary since the last debate in Miami, which was November the 8th. The Department of Justice charging four Russian soldiers with war crimes related to the Ukraine invasion. It all has to do with the fact they were involved in holding an American against his will. The uh, soldiers in connection with their unlawful detainment of a U.S. national in the context of the armed conflict between Russia and Ukraine is what was cited by the DOJ. After the mock execution of the American, he was beaten, interrogated, tortured, and then forced to perform manual labor, such as digging trenches on behalf of the Russian armed forces, and or military units, says the indictment. McDonald says it wants to open another 9,000, give or take, restaurants between now and 2027. Also, wants to increase its loyalty program by 100 million people. The targets for the fast food giant. Well, it's all part of a long-term plan to grow sales across what is already a significant restaurant footprint. And announced those new goals ahead of its investor day today, as it looks to persuade shareholders. That diners' appetites for Big Macs and McNuggets continue to grow. And finally today, an Upper St. Clair teenager, a nice piece in the Post Gazette today, is taking a shot at hunger, and he has basically been doing it through a hockey tournament. Upper St. Clair high school senior Isaac Bernstein dressing up as a Grinch. He reads to kids for Christmas. He's portrayed the Easter bunny for egg hunts to raise funds for the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank in the spring. And now he's got an organization called Plates for Pitt organization, and he's putting on a three on three inline hockey tournament. It happened on November 25th, where he drew 30 middle school, high school, and adult teams, comprised of more than 130 players, to Robert Morris University Island Sports Center in Neville Island, and that raised $12,000 all for the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. In the time that he has been doing this, he has raised more than $42,000 for the food bank in Duquesne. That wraps up today's Drive at 5. Those are the stories driving headlines on this, the sixth day of December. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app